We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. We are presented by our partners at Bet River Sportsbook and by Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code FIELD to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 using Underdog. All right. We got to talk about UConn. Uh, for the first time since 2014, the Huskies are marching on. They are heading to the Elite Eight. They knocked off Arkansas 88-65. to uh, in the Sweet 16 on Thursday night. Um, it was at T-Mobile Arena. I am obviously here in Vegas. I'm set up at this unbelievable, look at this. Look at this. This unbelievable suite here uh, at Circa Resort. Um, we're going to be doing live shows down at Stadium Swim all day on Friday, all day on Sunday, and on Saturday is a pregame show. So if you are coming into the town, you're going to be here in Vegas. Come to Stadium Swim. Come hang out. It's the best place to go watch games. Uh, they got a, a, a TV screen that's 143 feet by 40 feet. So awesome experience, great venue, uh, great place to watch the games. Uh, it's beautiful outside here, too. It's Vegas. It is what it is. All right, so let's talk about that game last night because I do want to uh, – there's there's a lot of important things that we got to get to here. Um, a dominant win, completely dominant win. UConn was up by as many as, I think, 27 points in the second half. It got to the point down the stretch that we were watching Michigan State, Kansas State on the big screen. The entire arena was instead of watching the end of the UConn uh, Arkansas game. Uh, it was kind of nice to to make an arena that was uh, the ma- majority red, uh, nice and quiet, nice and silent. Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was great to watch. Uh, we're gonna be I, we spent some time talking about it on After Dark last night. Um, a good fifteen minute segment. I was able to catch up with Dom Sonogo. I'm going to drop that in at the end of uh this episode just so you kind of have that there um i think it's it's worth listening to but there's a couple talking points that i want to get to before we get into that first and foremost um i think getting adamas uh, i'm sorry getting jordan hawkins going early in the game was something that was really important i know he missed his first four threes uh but um it seemed like he was much more intent on getting to the rim he was attacking the basket he drew a couple fouls got a couple layups uh he saw the ball go through the rim uh, and then in the second half, he had the confidence to step up and knock down a couple shots. You know, Arkansas put together a little bit of a run. I think they got it down to like 15. Crowd was getting into it. It was getting a little bit noisy. Um, you know, Andre Jackson got that technical. Uh, uh, Anthony Black was making some shots. 
and Hawkins stepped up and knocked down two threes and just put the game completely out of reach. So um, I, I do think that he is he's UConn's ceiling in my mind, right? Like they are what they are when he's not playing well, which is good enough to play with anybody in the country, right? Good enough to be able to make a Final Four, good enough to be able to beat Gonzaga, good enough to be able to make noise against Alabama, Houston, whatever it is. They're good enough to do that. They're good enough to win a national title when Jordan Hawkins is the guy that goes out and gets 24 against a defense as good as Arkansas. He is the guy that can go out and basically win a game on his own, that can break a game open, that can go on his own little personal 8 nothing, 9 nothing spurts, right? And those matter. Those little uh, those little runs just put so much pressure on teams because UConn does everything else well. And what we saw, I mean, it was it was just such an incredible performance. UConn shot better than sixty percent from the floor. Um, they grabbed eleven offensive rebounds off the twenty two misses, which is just an insane number. Uh, and they just completely wore down an Arkansas team defensively that, like we saw, go up against good defensive teams already this season and find ways to win. You know, it's it was. It was it was very very impressive to kind of see how that uh, entire game um, played out. Uh, I do think that the physicality that UConn can provide is something that it, it's it's hard it's hard to appreciate it until you see it in person. It's hard to understand just how how big and strong Adama Sonogo is until you see guys that are like 240 trying to back him down and he just doesn't move. Like it, it's insane. Like and and he's so patient and he's so. Uh, like he's got the most lower body strength I think of anybody in college basketball, and he is very much an immovable object. Um, and I, I, with his ability to kind of be that anchor and that pressure release, where you can get the ball to him on in the post, and he you just know he's going to be patient. And there are good enough shooters around him that you can't double team him. And he's become a good enough passer where if you do double team him, he's going to find a way to be able to get that ball out. Uh, it's going to be able to get rotated. Someone's going to end up getting an open look. Um, and it's it's become such a weapon, especially in this tournament. I mean, like, if you look at what he's doing in this tournament, Marquise Noel unquestionably has been the best player in March this year. He's giving me heavy Kemba Walker vibes. Like, he's he's special, man. If you guys aren't in on the Kansas State bandwagon, I don't know what to tell you because that, that is a fun, fun basketball team, and Marquise Noel is a special player having a special run in the tournament. He's averaging 23 points and 14 assists in three tournament games. What are we even talking about here? Um, I thought Drew Timmy – Last night had one of the best individual performances that I've ever seen in an NCAA tournament. Uh, but Adama Sonogo, I mean, if we're talking about best players in this event, he's been probably, for my money, the second or third best player. He's averaging 23.7 points, 9.7 boards, and shooting 75% from the floor uh, as a post player. It's just, you know, it's incredible. And he's doing it while fasting. He didn't eat from 4 a.m. until we saw him break fast in the locker room in front of all the media at 6.55 last night. Incredible. Like, that's that's the part that actually kind of gets me a little bit worried about um, what they can do in places where it's going to be hotter. Like, how is that dude staying hydrated? How is he not going to end up cramping up? Like, that's just, man, I don't know how people do it, but more credit to him. He's He's been doing it his whole life, so he knows how to kind of operate. He knows how to make it work. So um, maybe I'm just, you know. Maybe that's just the way the the UConn fan to me that I get nervous about stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's he's it's really really impressive what he's been able to do. And and frankly, like I don't think we've talked enough about the change of pace that Donovan Klingon provides and the ability that that he has to give 
uh, opponents a completely different look. Like it's a completely different look when Donovan Klingon is on the floor. Um, when Adama Sanogo's there, right, you're throwing the ball into the post to him. Uh, he's he's going to try to take a couple of those dribbles. He's going to be patient. He's going to try to make you make a decision on him defensively. And then he's either going to kind of get in the lane and find a way to get to a jump hook. He's going to get a drop step or he's going to kick the ball out and someone's going to shoot an open three. Right. You kind of can run offense through him in the post and defensively. He's getting out there. He's hedging hard. He's blowing up ball screens. Um, he's he's very good at uh, kind of moving his feet and, and getting a, um, a ball handle kind of off of their angles. Right. And then the way that they kind of help and they get the help defender uh, with his head directly under the basket. They're a very good ball screen defense when they're hedging hard and, and they have to go out there. Then you bring in Klingon. And Klingon is a seven foot two monster that is an elite rim protector that is terrific in drop coverage that um, is a lob threat in transition that is a lob target in the half court. And it's basically like you get a completely different look. So, like when you when you play UConn, you have to compare. You have to prepare for two completely different styles of play depending on who the five man is on the floor. And at some point, you're going to find a matchup in there that just works, right? They have too many good players to to not be able to find something that works at some point against somebody, depending on on the way that that team is playing you. Because UConn does so many different things well. Like, we talk about lineup versatility all the time. Like, I don't know if there's a more versatile team in all of college basketball this season than UConn. They just, they can play big if they need to. They can play small if they need to. They can put Carabin at the four if they need to. They can play three guards out there and put Andre Jackson at the four if they need to. Uh, they can get out and pressure you with um, with Hassan Diara and Joey Calcaterra and try to play up and down like this. They can get into a full-on half-court battle and just execute their offense over and over and over and over again by running Jordan Hawkins and Tristan Newton and all of these other guys off of screens. Like, it's just preparing for them is just a complete fucking nightmare. And, I, I man, I don't know how these teams do it. It's just – it's it's ridiculous. Um, You know, I, I did think it was interesting. I was – I talked with a bunch of the guys in the – a bunch of the players in the locker room um, after the game and, and – it really stood out to me, uh, like how much, how much the 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 losing streak like brought everybody on this group together. And um, you know, this is I, I asked Sandra Jackson about it, and, and this is not a direct quote because I didn't I didn't write it down. I don't, I don't have the recording right here in front of me. Uh, but basically, what he said is that after they lost six out of eight, after the specifically after the the Seton Hall loss where they blew that lead and Hurley wasn't there and lost the buzzer in a game that. I think they only trailed for like 1.1 seconds. Um, They still knew how good they could be, but they had to believe how good they were again, right? They had to, they had to get that confidence back in them. And I think a large part of that is the way that, that, that Andre Jackson has been utilized and, and and shout out to Brendan Quinn of the athletic. He wrote that great feature on UConn earlier this year. He has another really good column up on kind of on, on the development of Andre Jackson. And uh, he's got the numbers that kind of like, accentuate the points that we've been talking about on this podcast all year long, right? So um, Andre Jackson in the last four weeks is shooting 81% in the lane, 17 for 19 from the rim, and he's making 35% of his threes, taking threes that are open, that are catch and shoot, and that are uh, in the spots where he knows he can make them, in the deep corner and specifically on the right wing. Um, And I think what... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Curly gets a lot of criticism when it comes to coaching, right? And I think what he's done exceptionally well when it comes to Andre Jackson is figuring out exactly how to put this guy in situations where he could succeed offensively, right? Uh, the biggest issue to me that UConn ran into was when they were struggling, Andre Jackson was not Andre fucking Jackson, right? Uh, we got the full Andre fucking Jackson experience last night. Seven points, seven boards, seven assists, three steals, a technical, five shots, and just completely orchestrating everything that UConn was doing on either end of the floor. Like he's just such an integral part of the way that that team operates. When he's playing the way that he played last night, just brimming with confidence, um, it changes what they're sitting on. We don't need to rehash that. We talked about it plenty. But I, I think it's just so important to note that putting him in positions where he can succeed, where he is a threat offensively, where you don't have to ignore him, has been such a critical part of, of rebuilding this team's confidence, rebuilding this team's psyche, and rebuilding uh, this group back into a national championship contender. And to me, like... Harley gets so much shit for for his coaching ability and people thinking he can't win close games or whatever. I, I just the ability that he has this year to kind of instill that confidence and that belief and get these guys playing that level again, it's just so impressive. There are so many teams that could have just completely fallen off of that. Like, look, if you're a preseason, if, if you're a number one team in the country, then you lose six out of eight, you lose a couple of heartbreakers, you uh you 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 have that horrible loss at home to St. John's. Like that's a very easy way for things to kind of get torn apart, for teams to kind of collapse and crumble and 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 break from within. And that didn't happen with this group, right? That didn't happen with this team. And, and we all, I mean, I can hear him saying it in my head, like, we're okay, we're okay. Hurley's saying that, we're okay, we're okay. But it takes the players believing that and seeing the results on the floor for, for that to actually come to fruition. And um, to me, the largest part is getting the confidence of Andre Jackson up. Like, he's... 
they've they've used him in the dunker spot more. They've used him as uh, the screener more. Um, they used him as the guy with the ball in his hands and dribble handoff more to to force his defender to um to be engaged. Uh, they put him in the short corner uh, as a guy diving to the basket once Adama Sanogu gets touches. How many times is, is Adama finding him at the rim for easy dunks, right? It happens at least two or three times, um, a, a couple times a game. And as a result, he's become a threat offensively that you cannot ignore. And as a result, he has started playing with the comp- – like you don't need him to be Jordan Hawkins as a shooter. You just need him to be a guy that you can't ignore. You just need him to have a defender that has to be able to be aware, like, okay, I can't get too far off this guy because I still got to close out on him if he gets an open shot. You're shooting 35% for three the last four weeks. That's good enough, right? It's the threat of the shot that is so much more important than the shot actually going in. It's the threat. That opens everything up for UConn offensively, and the threat is back, man. Andre fucking Jackson is back. UConn is back, and they are one win away from getting to Houston and getting to the final four. What stands in their way is Gonzaga. We're going to talk about this a bunch on um, on the field of 68 uh, pregame shows that we're going to be doing uh, 2 o'clock today, stadium swim, circa. Uh, but I just want to talk a little bit about um, Gonzaga and Drew Timmy and kind of what that matchup looks like. I, so I think that this is actually a pretty good matchup for UConn in terms of the way that they play, right? Gonzaga is not a team that's going to get out and try to blow stuff up offensively. They're not a team that's going to overplay and pressure in the half court. They're not someone that's going to get out there and try to force turnovers. Um, So I I think that UConn is going to be able to run their stuff. And I don't think that Gonzaga is good enough defensively to be able to stop them. The thing is, Drew Timmy is the kind of guy that can go out and carry a team all on his own. Last night, he had 19 in the first half against one of the best defensive teams in college basketball in UCLA. He kept Gonzaga close enough so that when their guards woke up in the second half, they were able to make a run. Now, all that said, they won that game because they held uh, UCLA without a field goal for 11 minutes in the second half. Their defense, which had been non-existent the entire season, really, showed up last night in a big way in the second half. My theory is that that had a lot to do with the fact that Jaime Hawkins and Tiger Campbell just couldn't come out of the game and that UCLA was completely gassed. I mean, they didn't have a Dean Bono, they didn't have Jalen Clark, and David Singleton was playing on a bum ankle. Like, that team was not anywhere near 100%. Um, and I think that uh, we kind of saw those guys, like, legs catch up with them down the stretch. Um, and that's not going to happen with UConn. UConn goes nine deep. They play nine guys. They, they, it's, they have a ridiculous amount of depth. Um, so I, I think that this is actually a pretty favorable matchup. And I do think that, uh, that that Klingon is probably the better the better defender on Timmy just because of his length, right? Like Timmy's very good. He's so slippery around the basket um, that I don't necessarily know if Adama is a great matchup for him down there. Like Adama's better against guys that try to bully you in the post, but Timmy's footwork and and um, the way that he can just kind of find an angle to the rim, he goes around people, he gets these, these weird angles at the basket that that uh, that he can finish. So. Uh, I think the length of Klingon will be able to help, but the bottom line is this. Timmy's going to have to play 40 minutes defensively, right? He's going to have to find a way to deal with both of those guys defensively. Um, They have 10 fouls. He has five fouls. So uh, we'll see how that ends up playing out. Either way, I mean, Elite Eight, baby. We're here. One went away from the Final Four. What an awesome ride. What an awesome – what an awesome team to follow. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I hope to see some of you guys out here in Las Vegas. Elite Eight, let's make some noise. Gonzaga is going to show up, and they're going to show out. Spokane is basically, uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas is basically Spokane South. 
they view the Las Vegas games the way that UConn fans view the MSG games. So hopefully we get some people showing up and some noise here because uh, it's going to be a road game. Otherwise, UConn going on the road, but never an easy thing to do. Listen, I'm gonna we're gonna drop an ad in here, and then we're gonna get to last night's uh, last night's conversation from After Dark about the UConn Huskies. So hopefully on Sunday we'll be having another one of these chats, and it'll be a very very positive one. You guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, they were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest. Vaulted will also be releasing more than 50 pools during the NBA playoffs. So download the app, the link below for your three-month trial, store your predictions now, and keep them forever. Today's episode is presented by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball's Pick'em, where you get real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In Pick'em, all you do is pick whether a player will go higher or lower in Underdog's projected totals. That's points rebounds, whatever. If you're like me and you think Marquise Noel is going to go absolutely nuts this weekend, pick higher on his points projection, throw in a couple of other picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's Slick Mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Get in on the madness now. UConn, 88. Arkansas, 65. Right now, somewhere, somewhere around Houston, in the vicinity of Houston, a gentleman by the name of Clint Sterner. <laughs> Is cuddling up with his pillow. You don't have to listen. And crying hog tears. Where is eating, Mama Hog? That's well, I am I eating a pork suey sandwich. You? That's all I got to say. Uh, Goodman. Yes. Have they been the most impressive team in the tournament so far? UConn. Yes. I would agree. Yes. I, I think it's hard to uh, argue with that right now. Mm. You know, again, and, and here's the crazy part. Rick Pitino, Randy Bennett, Eric Musselman. Those are three of, of what we consider right now the top ten coaches in the game right now. And Danny just and gave he beat him the, the shit out of them. Yeah, he beat the shit out of all three. Yeah. And I talked to him after the game, caught up with him for a little while, and he's loose, man. Man, he's great, isn't he? Yeah, he's Golly. loose. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Right? I mean, you know, he kind of got a team that's clicking. They they went yeah. through their dip at the end of yes. January, which yes. is the perfect time to do that yeah. because then you start playing your way better. Yeah, towards tournament time and gosh, there's nobody I playing said better. To, I talked to Carrie Man about that in the in the post in their uh, locker room after the game, and and I said I'm like, what you know, what was it like during that stretch? He said, well, you know, the thing was, we knew how good we could be, sure, because we had just done it, mm-hmm. so we knew what we were capable of. We just had to get back to it. And, and they did. That's that's what I've heard over and over and over yeah. again from those guys. Yeah. Is it wasn't like it wasn't all that, like all that much changed. It was a confidence level, and it was part of playing on the road for three out of four games against the, the opponents that you were playing against, and for the first time dealing with that kind of adversity, right? Sure, yeah. And they kind of you lose those games in a row. Nobody is guarding Andre Jackson, and it just it got in their heads a little bit. 
especially Andre. Yeah. got in his head a little bit. And then once they kind of got out of it, then you saw Jordan Hawkins take off. And now you're seeing them kind of figure out, hey, you, you know what? When people are climbing all over us, we have that, that outlet. We have that right. release valve in Adama Sonogo, yeah. who, like, by the way, that dude is, is immovable. When he gets he's where just, he wants to get on the block, he's he is so immovable. You can see it, like stupid. Other strong. dudes, when they try to battle him, they cannot move. <laughs> they got no chance. It's amazing how strong he is. And yeah. then you bring in Klingon behind him, and it's like, all right, this dude. The first dude was stronger, but this dude is so damn big, I yeah. can't score over him. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where, yeah. Again, Timmy just now when I was talking to him, he knows. Like he's like, oh my, like these Yukon guys are gonna be. They're going to be really tough for him. Mm -hmm. and, and He's going to have to get him in foul trouble. Here's a big thing, too. And, you know, as you go down and you look at the stats and you see the confidence that these guys are playing with, Yeah. I mean, UConn had 17 turnovers. Arkansas right. only had 10. Right. But right. they're moving the basketball. 22 assists today. And they're playing with the so much pace. The game was over after 10 minutes. No, that's so true. It but, it, but, it, but it was because it was of them. Yeah. Like, like UConn's pace of play on offense was so damn good. And the thing is, is whenever you're chasing and chasing and chasing and you rely on one-on-one -on -one defense, like Arkansas yeah. does, it's, they're not a crazy help team. They're not out in the gaps. They're, you're guarding your yard. You're guarding a man in front of you. They beat that first line of defense, and that help comes late. You're right there for offensive boards. And Man, it, they were just so much physically stronger today. Yeah. The, the, it was insane. They, Arkansas so is kind of easy to play against yeah. in a way, though, because all you do is sag off them. Uh, mm -hmm. You True. know, like True. defensively. They're a pretty easy matchup right now. Yeah, they are to to guard them. But the the thing is, what everything they do is, is contested. They, 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 yeah, they they God find they find mismatches. And they're able to match it up. You mentioned how strong they were. Uh, the strongest guy on the team is Adama Sonogo. Adama Sonogo uh, fasted from four a.m. until six fifty nine p.m. for nearly fifteen hours yeah. because it's the first day of Ramadan. He's 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 Muslim, and we were able to catch up with him in the locker room uh, after the game. Talking about this game and talking about like not eating or drinking water for 15 hours and going and playing a Sweet 16 game. I didn't Let's eat for about an hour. Now, now let me welcome onto the field of 68 after dark UConn center Adama Sonogo, fresh off of an 88-65 win over Arkansas today. Adama, you guys jumped all over him from the tip. What happened at the start of the game? Ah, uh, you know, coming to this game, you know, like for us to win this game, you need to jam them because we know if they play hard, they wanted to like punch us first, so we didn't let them. We didn't let them do that, so we were like, yo. Like we can't let these guys like 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 like, like work us out. Like you know, what I mean? like we can't let them punch us first. We gotta punch them first, and you know? we gotta work them out first. You know, so that was our mindset coming to do this game. So since the beginning of the game, we're trying to like make them tired, make them feel like, yo, like you guys are not going to like tough us out. You know what I mean? So that was our mindset coming to the game. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of feeling tired, we just watched you break your fast right here. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. how are you feeling, man? How do you play like that? I feel good. You know, I do this for a long time, so I'm used to it now. Yeah, I'm used to it. Now. It's something that I've been doing for like a long time now. So like I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Now. Yeah, yeah. You've really gotten it going in this tournament. You you've been one of the best players in this tournament. What's what's changed for you over the course of the last couple of games? Uh, like you said, uh, I don't know. Like I think like because I care so much about winning, and because I, I care so, like uh, I like I care so much, so much about Yunkon, you know, the place I'm playing for. Like I don't want to like uh, like uh, let them down. So that's why every time I like, have a chance to like. Make them happy, make you fan happy. Like I trying to do my best, to make them happy. If it's just winning, if it's just doing, like you know, like that's what I'm like. That's my mind. That's what I, I, I always give 100 percent, so I can make some Yukon fan happy and make my teammates happy, and especially make coach happy. You know, but if it's just doing, if it's just by playing great and win, yeah. 
If I would have told you at the end of that six, uh, when you lost six out of eight games, yeah. right, that you guys would be right here, mm -hmm. one win away from the, would you have believed me? Would you have bought that? Uh, I would not. Uh, I, would not I would not believe you. I would be like, yo, because shit was going bad. You know what I mean? But we like, we have to find a way to figure. We have to find a way to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you know I mean? we have to find a way. Like, yo, like we're not playing the way we were playing before. Like, yo, we like we gotta find a way to, like, you know, play the same way we were doing the beginning of the season. You know, after that, you know, like everybody understand it. People start coming, go back to the gym, work on the game, work on like work on the game and they do individual stuff. And we were able to come back and win like I think like eight eight out of last last ten games we were like eight out of a lot. You've won a lot. You've won yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So like we yeah, we like we had to change our mindset. Yeah. So what, how did it? Is it just more confidence? You playing harder? Is it just you finally started winning some games? And you realize, hey, you know what? We're, we're still yeah, UConn. We say UConn. We just lose like you know sometimes the season like everything do like you know, they lose that they track a little bit. That happened to us, you know. But you know we lose our track a little bit. You know we were like yo. It happened, you know what I mean? We just had to do something about it, which was like, yo, go back to the gym, you know, taking coaching more serious, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with us, you know what I mean? We do this, like, we're, like, we're doing good in it, like, December, January, we're not doing good, so, you know, we just like, yo, we just kind of, like, figured out a way to, like, be the same thing we were in about a couple of weeks ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Last, last thing I got for you, when Jordan is shooting the way that he's shooting, let's get Nobody can stop us. If you don't shoot like that, nobody can stop us. Because you know what I mean? They have to worry about Jordan, they have to worry about Andre, they have to worry about me, they have to worry about a lot of guys. So uh, they're going to stop us. No way. No way. No way. Well, listen, UConn is one win away from the Final Four. Adama yeah. Sonogo, appreciate your time, man. No problem. is the best. I love his energy. Hard, hard dude to understand when he gets rolling. Hard dude to understand yeah. when he gets rolling. My man talks fast, uh, yeah. and uh, but he's the best. Great kid. Um, Great so, kid. Speaking of Adama, speaking of the big guys, you mentioned going from Klingon to uh, from Sonogo to Klingon. The thing that that makes it so difficult in my mind is that when Sonogo's out there, you play one way defensively and offensively, right? You're throwing the ball to him on the post. You got that pivot down there. Yeah. He's hedging hard on all ball screens. He's blowing stuff up. You have the the taggers just standing in the middle, right under the basket. Yeah. They play one way when Adama Sanogo's on the floor. When Klingon's on the floor, they're setting ball screens and cre getting, trying to get him rolling to the lane, throwing lobs. Mm -hmm. Defensively, he's playing everything drop, and all of a sudden you have this massive rim protector around the basket. Makes it hard for other teams, you base, right? Yeah, you yeah. basically And it's have still to, a hard shot over 7-2. Yeah, like, you, have to you have to prepare for basically two different teams every time you play them and two different styles of play, which is like, that's not that's not a normal thing, right? No, no and... and not only that, like their wings too. Hassan Diara is not the same kind of guy that Tristan Newton is. Mm -hmm. uh, Joey Calcaterra is not the same as Andre Jackson is. And I asked Muss after the game, I was like, you know, the, the thing that impresses me so much about this UConn team, and I'm bouncing around here and I'm sorry, but their physicality. And I asked Muss, I was like, how do they compare to, to some other SEC teams? You know, you play Kentucky with Sheeb, you play Tennessee, how physical they are. How do they compare? He said, well, they're not as, they're not as physical, quite as physical as Tennessee. He said, but their pieces fit together so much better. Yeah. And and Tristan Newton today, they try to get up there and pressure him. They send Jordan, they send Jordan Walsh all the way full court to oh, pressure yeah. him. And he calmly gets rid of the ball, goes back and gets it, knocks down a three. They try it one more possession, it does the same thing. Yeah. Comes and knock down a three from the top of the key, knocks that down. They have to back off. Because you can't just continue to let that happen, right. especially when he's hitting shots. I mean, this shit they're good. They're not reliant like again, we go back to some of the Big Ten teams and they're reliant on their bigs. Defensively, yeah, good point. Yeah, UConn isn't a reliant like they don't have to play Klingon. They don't have to. They could play Sonogo thirty minutes if they like the matchup. Mm -hmm. Right. They could play Klingon twenty-two minutes, twenty-five minutes if they like that matchup. There is so much versatility with this team, 
and, and it starts obviously with their base because Sonogo opens things up for everybody else, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I talked to, when you talk about different types of offenses and what they do, I, I talked to Tom Moore, assistant coach Tom Moore after the game, and you were there, but it, UConn makes the next right play. Like, it, it sounds like an easy thing, but a lot of people or a lot of teams, if they don't get the ball when they cut out and yeah. people are denied, they still try to battle it. No, not with UConn. Move the ball. They move the ball, and if the guy's not open, they get out quick. Right. Right. So the right. next right play is something they do as good as or better than anybody in college basketball, especially which, among which the teams less. Them because they don't have a true point guard. Exactly Everybody right. Everybody else makes up for that. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely. Big, that, I mean, that's a huge thing for them. And they're yeah. also just brutal to have to defend for 30 seconds because they will run their offense for 30 seconds yeah. if they need to. Their, yeah. pay, their pace away yep. from the basketball and you, is and Jordan Hawk, Jordan Hawk, he doesn't get tired. No. Do you, I, remember, I remember hearing a stat about Rip Hamilton that he used to run, he used to sit the treadmill on like 12 and put the incline up and he would run five-minute miles on, like, a 3% a, a incline. Uh, what was he, like six, seven, 160 yeah. pounds? And Jordan cool. Hawkins trains looks with him same. and works out with yeah. him, right? He and looks the same. And he, he walked into like, a couple today. He had some wide-open ones. Yes. He did. He did. So, and not yeah. taking away but that, from I mean, it, that's, like, that's – honestly, look, that's – that is the beauty what, with him is you've got a guy who – I know everybody's saying this early in the year, and I, I don't believe it. I still think he's pretty good off the bounce. Like I do, too. I, like, I to me, good. it was like, right? Yeah. Whatever he's saying. He it's added that. Better. He added that better. to his game. Right. He added that to his game. Yeah, because to but, me now, the, the issue was he was just so thin that you, like, if he tried to drive, you could just knock him off his yeah. line and he couldn't get there. He's yeah. so thin. But now he's thin, but he's gotten stronger. Yeah. Well, that and, and he's again, learned Rip's to get thin. He can Ray Allen's thin. A lot of those former UConn wings are thin. Yeah, yes. that's right. And he can play off his jump shot too. So one dribble, you can get yeah. a little hesitation. People have to still get up. Mm -hmm. That's the only that's the yeah. only way I could score. All right, real quick, we got 30 seconds here. Give me a prediction for uh, for Saturday. UConn, Gonzaga. I'm going with your UConn Huskies again. It worked. So, no, you can't say I did it. You can't say I did it. UConn or I'm, Gonzaga? I'm, I'm going UConn. You're going UConn. As long as Stanford Steve guarantees a win and says it's a UConn money line bet, he's got to do it. He's got to do it. He's done it three times in a row. Now, listen, this has been the Field of 68 after dark, this has been uh, one of the more incredible nights. Yeah, really good covering night. Covering this game, covering this sport. Uh, this is why we do this. Nights like this are yeah. why we oh, do this. So good. Uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to come and, and join it with us. It was. Uh, there's nothing I look forward to more than having these games being and these me. moments and then these shows. Yeah. And the being with Goodman. And what, the great part, we started with Dick out. We didn't have to deal with Goodman for most of it. So listen, a real player. For Jeff Goodman, for Terrence Oglesby, for our favorite – Dan Dickow, shout out to producer Dagan Hughes. This has been the Field of 68 After Dark. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.